0: Best way to get you going. Go, 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 go. This, this, this is VOC Breakfast with Gulum Fakir and Sabira Shake Essop. Only on the Voice of the Cape.
1: So 7.34 is where we're at this morning. And of course, uh, like we promised uh, during the course of the week, we said we'd be continuing the conversation um, and discussion around ivermectin. And of course, touted as a miracle drug for the use in COVID-19 patients unofficially, um, ivermectin has been the hottest topic South Africans are talking about. Now, anecdotes about doctors successfully using ivermectin to treat COVID-19 are doing the rounds on social media. And lay people are advocating for the use of the drug. So, of course, we wanted to hear from the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority on this very contentious issue. So joining us online this morning is SAPRA CEO, and that's Dr. Boitamelo Samete Makokotlela. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us, Doc. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Only a pleasure. So, of course, let's let's start off by unpacking, you know, why has SAPRA not approved ivermectin for human use here in South Africa? Well, as we've been seeing via the media, why has it been banned?
0: Sure, thank you. So, um, this is a drug that um, in South Africa is registered for veterinary use under an act that is within the Department of Agriculture. For human use, SAPRA has in the past Authorized it for specific cases, for specific patients where we, you know, the, the, the medical practitioners would be treating, um, you know, head lice, scabies, et cetera. So as we speak, this is not a drug that has been registered for human use in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But also for COVID specifically, it has not been sufficiently proven using data that is empirical and unequivocal that this is a drug that is safe and effective for the treatment of COVID. There are currently a number of clinical trials um, taking place and we're expecting the data from those clinical trials to come through quite quickly and we will review it. But as we speak, there is not sufficient data that gives us the confidence that this is a safe and effective drug.
2: Mm. Uh, morning, Doc. Now, also, um, you, were talking, you were just explaining in terms of why it has not been approved for human use. Now, talk to us the ban. When exactly was this ban? We've seen all media reports you know, over the last couple of weeks saying that it was banned just before the second wave was announced. Was this the case?
0: No, no, not at all. And, and we've been very clear and unequivocal in our response that it's not a ban because this is a product that we've authorized for other indications. Right. right. So the way that this process works is that um, if there is sufficient evidence, even though it's an unregistered drug, we consider that evidence and we make it available for use in specific cases. So we've had applications for the use of this uh, product, even action under what we call Section 21. However, when we reviewed the data, it was not sufficient for us to confidently say this is a safe and ineffective an drug. So it's not a ban, it, mm. it's not authorized for the use of treatment of COVID.
1: Now, Doc, a little earlier on in the conversation, you know, you had alluded to the fact that clinical trials are happening um, at the present moment. Who is conducting or who are conducting um, the clinical trials?
0: Thank you. I mean, so there are none taking place at the moment in South Africa, and what we've done is really we've issued a call to say and encourage the medical practitioners, the medical sector, the scientific community to conduct clinical trials in South Africa, because it would be great for us to generate that data. There are trials, however, taking place in countries such as Iran, such as Egypt, such as Spain, um, and so we, we are expecting that. Uh, because as as a as a regulator that works with others, we don't only consider data generated in South Africa, we would consider data generated elsewhere. And that's the process that that's been waiting for the clinical trials that are happening in other countries. And we encourage trials to take place in South Africa.
1: We had spoken to Dr. Mark Blockman earlier on in the week and he had said that it was perhaps, you know, a little strange that no clinicians have come forward, um, you know, to start up with these trials. You know, is this the case? That's
0: true, we don't have uh, an application for a clinical trial as such, and that's why we said in our press statement, we're really encouraging that, and we will then, um you know, expedite the review of that trial application.
1: And then with regards to measures that are in place, um, you know, to sort of control ivermectin, we've seen, you know, via social media, online, um, the layman, everyday people coming through saying they have self um, or they have self-medicated an ivermectin for COVID-19. You know, how how is SAPRA sort of dealing with this? I mean, we saw the case of the hospital in Durban. Um, So, you know, what protocols are in place around this?
0: Yeah, so we're really encouraging the public not to go that route because, again, it's not clear what doses. I mean, you know, even with all the trials that have been conducted to date, and that's why we say there's lack of sufficient evidence, you know, the patients wouldn't know what dose to take. Some of these doses would be too low, therefore generating, you know, resistance or other side effects, or they could be too high, leading to really adverse side effects. So we would caution the, the, you know, the, the, the public and say, do not utilize this drug. Um, we expect more data. We will review. And when it's authorized, we will be clear as substrate to say, here are the warnings around this product. These are the expected side effects. These are the contraindications. Do not use it with such a drug, um, such medication, because those are really the important things that the public needs. They would be putting their lives at risk. So we really are just saying, um, do not use it at the moment because
2: there's insufficient data. Now also, Doc, you know, if you were to look in terms of the classification of ivermectin, what exactly is it listed as um, under the World Health Organization since other countries um, have come forth saying that they've been using it?
0: Yeah, So, and I can hear what you're directly asking me, right? That in some <laughs> countries, it's listed as an essential medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, right? And, and, and if you look at the Medicines Act for us in South Africa, it's indicated as a Schedule 3 substance. So even though it's a Schedule 3 substance and it's an essential medicine, we haven't received an application to register it for human use, right? So that's the, that's the key thing, that it could be listed, but there must have been an applicant who comes to, come to South Africa and say, I'd like to register this product. we review the efficacy and the safety data, even though in the past we could have reviewed it for other indications at least we would have looked at the safety aspect and we would then be able to guide the public. But work hasn't been done in South Africa. In other countries, it's registered for human use, so there's been very thorough review of the safety of, of the product. And now, if it's being used for, for, for um, um, it would be used what's called off-label. But again, that's where there's very stringent monitoring. So as we speak, none of the very strict and stringent regulators across the world like the FDA, the US FDA, Mm. the European Medicines Agency, none of them have, have recommended the use of this drug because we're all waiting for this data.
1: Mm. Doc, how does Sapra sort of react to the argument put forth by the constitutional law experts um, that Principle 37 of the Helsinki Declaration states that doctors may use an unproven intervention if it is offered in the hope of saving life or alleviating suffering but that the intervention should be subsequently be made the object of research that's designed to evaluate its safety and efficacy mm. you know, do South African clinicians have an ethical duty to consider ivermectin for their patients suffering from
0: COVID-19? I, I'm not going to comment on that because I'm not an expert in that area but what I would state from a, a, a regulatory uh, perspective is that we have considered in the past unregistered drugs. That's why we've considered um, ivermectin for the treatment of Gavies, headlines, etc. And in those cases we authorised it because there was sufficient data. And what we're saying is let's get sufficient data for this product and once we do that Supra will review its position. We're very open to that. I mean, we really are, you know, all waiting for this, um, you know, uh, systematic review of the existing and the current clinical chart because we want to get the latest data so that we can be an enabler. But in the absence of empirical scientific data that speaks to the safety of the product, we do not authorize.
2: Mm. Doug, now, you know, as as you would, would well know There's been a huge, um, there's been a deluge of strong opinions in the public eye What is the action to those who provide testimony Stating that ivermectin cured COVID-19? Yeah,
0: as I say, we will still stand by the scientific data uh, We've also had, um, you know, anecdotal evidence of individuals Who said they took it um, as a prophylactic And they still got COVID and they got very ill right? So again, I think sometimes we must not cherry-pick the information that we get. There's both sides of this matter. And that's why for us as a, as a regulator, we cannot rely on anecdotal data. We need to rely on scientific data because if anything happens to a, um, a South African citizen who has taken this drug and we have not been able to assess the safety thereof, we would be found wanting as a regulator. As a regulator, we have the mandate to ensure that If there's a product on the market, you can be sure as a South African that if I take paracetamol, it is indeed paracetamol, and whatever that's in the package insert indicating a side effect, that's indeed the case. With the ivermectin that's going around, we don't even know, is it really ivermectin? We've got evidence, anecdotal evidence, but in some instances, it's not even ivermectin in the actual capsule, right? So that's why it's important that we do the proper review, the proper assessment, we authorize, so the companies that must bring this product into the country, they must be licensed by SAPRA. The mm. bus in the Durban airport, it was of an individual who was not licensed to bring in this product. So if that product was consumed, the public wouldn't know what they're consuming because it, that, 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 that company was not authorized.
1: Doc, we've seen online via social media. I mean, our social media pages, you know, the moment we've posted about ivermectin, we see so many testimonies come through stating that they have used ivermectin to treat COVID-19. You know, in that case, if you have people, everyday people, sort of, you know, prescribing to each other ivermectin, you know, is that a criminal offence in a sense? So, the way that
0: the Medicines Act works is that if there is a use of an unauthorised medicine, um by anyone it is found to be against the medicines act. And we would need to act against that. And that's the position that, you know, is as per the act and we're mandated. And that's why we went to the facilities that were um, you know, according to to our knowledge, um, prescribing and utilizing this. And we think, On what basis are you utilizing that? Because the health regulator has not authorized this product. I don't know.
1: And then, of course, you know, we have some of the arguments, and we've mentioned quite a few of the arguments, but one of the main arguments, I think, and this has been something that our listeners have been putting forth as well, is that Saplai is attempting to block the drug, to push the vaccines into the population. How do you respond to these claims, Doc? You know, that there is a financial ploy and some politicking at play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can say with confidence that we are an organization that is not influenced by, you know, whether it's political influences, uh, financial influences, at all. The same amount of rigor we are applying to the vaccines would be the same amount of rigor we are applying to any other drug, like evamectin. This rigor that we are applying for evamectin is the same rigor we applied for hydroxychloroquine, for remdesivir, et So I can assure the public that this is an institution that makes its decisions based on science. So even with the vaccine, we would review the science around that. Is it a safe, quality and efficacious product? That's all that determines the decisions I suffer. We are not at any, at any point, um, influenced or interested in what, you know, any political gain or any economic gain. And that's why also we work even with external reviewers who are scientific experts in the country to assist us with this, to ensure that every single thing that we, every single decision we make, it's based on fines and regulatory, meeting regulatory requirements.
2: Mm. Now also, Doc, on uh, um, on the social media at this point in time, we've also seen many, you know, um, wanting to go to court, you know, the lobbying groups together, etc. Is SAPRA prepared to p- to oppose any court application, you know, whether it's brought by individuals or political parties?
0: I mean, SAPRA still stands by the decisions that it makes based on fines. If we make a decision based on anything else, we would be found wanting even if it's based on anecdotal data that you refer to because we must be consistent as a regulator in the decisions that we make because whatever we do now for evamexin it must be done for another drug in future so we cannot consider anecdotal and that's why we are saying conduct a proper clinical trial wherein there's proper controls in place there's a proper design of that study we we, we 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 are really urging the health practitioners and the medical community to do that because once we get that data we would be satisfied and we can authorize we cannot go with what is anecdotal because it's not a proper scientific analysis and decisions made by us as a regulator are based on scientific data
1: Doc, and then finally, you know, just via the testimonies that we've been seeing online and, you know, just via the community, et cetera, for those saying, you know, that ivermectin works in treating COVID, but has Sapra had any records of people actually treating themselves? You've alluded to this a little earlier in the conversation, saying that people have taken um, ivermectin to treat COVID, however, they've still gotten COVID, but have they sort of had any other, you know, adverse reactions to ivermectin in the treatment of COVID?
0: Again, you know, this is what we're finding anecdotally. What we would require, and this is where it's important that things are done properly. So for example, with Ramdazava, right, that had gone to expensive clinical trials, when we authorize it for emergency use, we've got a platform called um, covid wherein the health practitioners report to us when a patient has adverse side effects. So we do have a mechanism, a formal mechanism for reporting. Now, because with ivermectin, it hasn't been authorized, it means that process is not in place. And that's why it's important that things are done properly in the country, because there's mechanisms saying we can authorize, and when we've authorized, because we understand the risks, here's a platform, the doctors can access that, they can give a daily report of these patients have such side effects, and we can then act um, accordingly.
1: All right, well, Doc, let's leave it at that for this morning. I want to thank you for coming on and speaking to us. Sapra CEO, Dr. Boitamelo Samete Makukotlela, speaking to us this morning, commenting on the use of ivermectin in the treatment of COVID-19.